Hi, this is Patrick Finley. Welcome to Hallis Intrigue, the Chicago Sun-Times Bears podcast, where, coming up, I will talk to myself about why Devin Hester didn't get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, or maybe it'll just sound that way. All that and more on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. It's Thursday night in Phoenix, Arizona, and I just walked back from the NFL Honors in which the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced its five modern day uh, enshrinees, I believe is the word. Devin Hester wasn't one of them, and I was talking to myself about it so much that I figured I'd actually bring on the person who sounds just like me. Ryan Finley is my identical twin brother. Yes, I have one of those. He is the sports editor at the San Diego Union Tribune, who happens to still live in Arizona. Don't ask. I just uh, walked in and saw Ryan for the first time in six months, and we figured we'd do what we always do, which is just scream about sports, but with a microphone. Absolutely. And uh, hello, Patrick. Uh, yeah, the the, uh, the big news uh, for the San Diego sports community is that Don Coriel finally made the NFL Hall of Fame, makes it as a contributor, you know, the father of the modern offense. Uh, a lot of what the Eric Coriel Chargers of the 1980s ran uh, would look very familiar in today's NFL. So that, in my world, is the big news. In your world, Patrick, it's Devin Hester. Right. And, and we should be clear right now that Coriel got in as a uh, coaching and contributor Tribute. candidate which means he did not take a place from, from Devin Hester. Right. So do not go to Ryan's house with pitchforks or to the, uh, or to the son or daughter of the late Don Coriels uh, with pitchforks. Yeah, Devin Hester, the greatest returner of all time by all accounts, uh, didn't get in last year, right, as his mm-hmm. first uh, swing at it. And kind of the common thought was, well, the only people who make it on first ballot are just greats. Mm-hmm. Darrell Rivas tonight was one of them. So was Joe Thomas, the old Browns uh, tackle. Mm-hmm. And that if he was, I think he was seventh out of 15 last year, Devin was. Okay. So the thought was that he'd probably move up. And he didn't. Uh, I don't understand it mm-hmm. because I think that, you know, if as long as Mariano, Mariano Rivera is in the Hall of Fame as the greatest closer of all time, as much as you and I might want to say it's Trevor Hoffman, uh, as long as other situational players are honored in a sport that is more situational than ever. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the best to ever do something can't get it. It's so funny. Uh, San Diego Union Tribune sports reporter Jeff Sanders, <laughs> who is a dedicated Hallis Intrigue listener, by the way, oh, and a Chicago Bears fan, asked me that very question about two hours ago. He said, if there are Hall of Fame closers in baseball, why aren't there Hall of Fame returners in football? And I said, that's a great question, Jeff. I'm going to have to bring that up to my brother because he knows a little bit more about this. But, Pat, if you had to speculate as to the reason why, why? Because as much as coaches want to scream at us every week and at their players every week about the importance of special teams, at the end of the day, it's not as important as the other stuff. I talked to somebody the other day who's a voter who essentially said there are a lot of really good players who could be amazing returners, 
but they're not returners because you need them to do other stuff. And we can come up with a list right now. Deion Sanders is probably at the top of that list. Right. That, um, that the reason Hester returned so often is because he was so ordinary on offense. And that on that level, he gets dinged for that. I guess, but, the, but there are kickers in the Hall of Fame, are there not? Um, I mean, the special teams don't matter. Why are there kickers in the Hall of Fame? There are only two, amazingly. Okay. Morton Anderson and who? Um, Jan Stenerud, right? Oh, wow. That's, see, they, they don't pay you the big bucks for nothing. Um, <laughs> now, it, it's interesting. I, I guess I don't understand it. And, and again, I'm a little bit more of an outsider here. Now, to me, I thought of Devin Hester as a Hall of Famer during his playing career, and I still think of him as one. Uh, Pat, we know kind of the, the way it works when it comes to baseball Hall of Fame is, you know, almost nobody makes it on the first try, but as you keep going, you get more and more, right? We can project that Todd Helton's going to make the Baseball Hall of Fame next year because he got so close this year. Is there a version of that in football? Not really. I mean, uh, I mean, are his chances of getting in next year better than his chances of getting in this year? That's a good question. I thought that I thought last year that that was the case, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's not. Part of that is some of the the ways that the Hall of Fame worked. I remember last year there was one player, I believe it was Bryant Young, mm-hmm. who if he didn't get voted in last year was not going to be eligible again. Okay. So you kind of put the guys in while you still can. But if you know if you want to look at the list of guys next year, it's amazing. I mean, you know, and you know next year will be I have it here. Julius Peppers, mm-hmm. Antonio Gates, Mr. San Diego. Oh, we know him. Uh, Eric Berry, the former safety for the Chiefs. Brandon Marshall, who we know in Chicago. Haloti Nada, the nose tackle. Jamal Charles, the old Chiefs running back. Doug Baldwin, Jordy Nelson, Connor Barwin, Seabass. Nose tackle, Kyle Williams. And this is my favorite candidate, Andrew Luck. Is Andrew Luck a Hall of Famer? See, I would say yes, and I would say that he was a Hall of Famer in part because he got out before he could get bad. Um, you know, injuries and, again, kind of his decision just to walk away from it may actually help his case here because if you look at his average season, he was very good, right? You're not looking at the tail end of a career where he's bouncing around. This isn't, for lack of a better term, and Brett Favre's a Hall of Famer, but this is not a Brett Favre with the Vikings situation. I mean, he, he played until he couldn't play well anymore and then left, um, I'd put him in, yeah. But you know what? I would put Sebastian Janikowski in, too. And here's the problem. If next year Sebastian Janikowski makes a push to get in, mm-hmm. does that hurt another? I can't imagine that there would be two special teamers elected in the same But Sebastian year. Janikowski is not better than Devin Hester. Devin Hester has 20 returns, the most anybody's ever had. Um, he's an all-century team player. Mm-hmm. He is... Uh, an all-decade player, mm-hmm. he is unequivocally the best. And here's this is my problem: is that you can't find anyone who can say there's anyone better. What you what you do to say he doesn't deserve it is you demean the entire yeah, this the entire the clo- special team. Well, this court. is this is the closer argument, right? right. The closer argument is. There, there's nobody out there who will say that Trevor Hoffman or Mariano Rivera are not great closers. Yes. There are people out there that will say that closers are only closers because they can't start. Right. Right? Is the logic then that Devin Hester was only a returner because he couldn't play receiver? It's part of it. He was drafted as a corner. Okay. Jay Cutler used to 
really not like him. <laughs> and just there were times when he would make it a point to say, hey, no, you need to line up over here. There were some questions about, you know. I Whether think, he knew the plays? Yeah, more okay. or less. Um, okay. Or Jay would question that. Um, so, yeah, but <laughs> Tre- let's stick with the baseball theme for a second, right? Do you know why Trevor Hoffman was a closer? Of course you do. It's a rhetorical question. Because he couldn't hit? He was a minor sh- league shortstop who couldn't a, hit. He was a shortstop at Arizona mm-hmm. who then got drafted and, could, Reds. and right. couldn't hit. Right. Does anybody look at Trevor Hoffman and say the only reason he's closing is because he couldn't hit a curveball? No. Mm-hmm. Does anybody look at Mariano Rivera and say he started one game in his career, therefore he's not a good pitcher? No. Right. With Hester, though, that seems to be the logic. If if you're going to try and convince me, you know that that if he were really valuable, he wouldn't be wasted on special teams. If you want to convince me that special teams just don't matter, and by and as point of fact, there are three kickers out of the 370 some odd pro football hall of famers. I thought you said two. Uh, I'm sorry, two kickers and a punter. Ray Guy. Ray Guy. Ray Guy got in only after he had to wait 25 years. He got in as a as a as a veterans guy. Uh, if you want to tell me that the reason there's three out of 370 some odd Hall of Famers who are special teamers, uh, and therefore special teams doesn't matter, then this th- becomes the fantasy football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. This becomes skill position Hall of Fame and and lineman, I guess. But yeah, that's tough. I, it's it's a tough one. I'm not just saying this because this is nominally a Bears podcast here. I I think Devin Hester's a Hall of Famer. I agree he probably was not a first ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but I was surprised to find that he didn't make it this year. Well, and let's go through the list. I mean, we've already brought up uh, Devin, or I'm sorry, we've already brought up Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, the former Dolphins linebacker, made it as well. Um, uh, um, DeMarcus Ware okay. uh, is in... Um, uh, Joe, uh, who else? I'm, I'm blanking on the fifth guy. Don Coriel's in Patrick. <laughs> no, no uh, the, the other active player. Oh, Ronnie Barber. All of those are pretty good players. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think you could look at, you might be able to look at Rebus and say, you could argue he's the greatest cornerback to ever play. Ever. Okay. You might be able to look at Joe Thomas and say, there haven't been five left tackles better than him. I agree. The other guys? Ronde Barber. I mean, to me, Ronde Barber is interesting. Now, you can make the argument it's harder than ever to play cornerback in the NFL. Thanks to Don Coriel. <laughs> Everybody throws deep on every play. And to be a corner in the league is very hard. So even if Ronde Barber was a very good corner mm-hmm. during the golden age of quarterbacks, maybe that makes him a Hall of Fame. Um, but, man, yeah, you look. I mean, when I was looking at the group of eligible players, I, I, it was hard for me to find five guys better than Devin Hester. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the uh, that's uh, that's the that's the crazy thing. I mean, uh, also, you know, we should probably mention Chuck, uh, Chuck Howley, Joe Kleko and Ken Riley also got in as senior guys. Um, You know, the NFL, I think more so than Major League Baseball, has a backlog of old players who probably deserved to be in 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And and I like that they clear that out uh, the way they did this year. Mm -hmm. But. It, it, I, I don't understand. I talked to Brian Erlacher this morning, right? And, you know, he said... Look at you, by the way. When it was time to... Re- I'm not name-dropping Brian Erlacher. Jeez. <laughs> but he said, you know, when it, when it was time for Devin to return, whether it was a kick or a punt, um, Erlacher stood up and watched it. 
Right. Like he'd like he'd just come off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just come off the field and was either furious that they had given up points or exhausted. And he couldn't sit on the bench because he had to stand up because he didn't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to Bears fans and, you know, they got to a point, and I wrote about this later, you don't go to the bathroom, you know, during special teams plays when Devin Hester's on the field. Mm-hmm. Before I ever, long before, and you know this, right? You were there. Long before I ever covered the Bears, mm-hmm. I used to argue, you know, with a light beer in my hand, hanging out with you and with our friends that no, there's nobody was better at what they did in all of sports than Devin Hester was at returning a kick. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't, if it was on your TV as you were walking through and if you saw him you getting ready... Yeah, yes, you would be crazy not to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, I, I don't. The talent is so special, and the skill set is so unique mm-hmm. that I just don't get it. Yeah, and we live in an age too. And I guess maybe this is just the old school nature of football. In the year twenty twenty three, I think we praise specialization. Yeah, right. I mean, and what <laughs> makes what makes us and, and not to turn this into a baseball podcast, but what makes people like Shohei Otani is that. <laughs> He does a couple of things very well where most people do one thing very well. Um, in age of specialization, you love the guy who only hits home runs and strikes out. In age of mm-hmm. specialization, you love the guy who only shoots three-pointers. In age of specialization, you like sort of a microwave score. Yeah, right? sure. You know, that... You I like, don't know you why like, this... I you do. like unique loud skills is what you're saying. Unique loud skills. Uh, you know, the big story in Phoenix today is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. What I like about Kevin Durant is that there is no poor man's Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant, and don't say Chet Holmgren, he's hurt. Um, there is no poor man's Devin Hester. Right. And I think at some point, and maybe 20 years from now, mm-hmm. we'll be talking about him as a contributor. Yeah. Uh, to me, he deserves a, a spot in the Hall of Fame because he was so uniquely unique Kyle Anderson the former uh, UCLA uh, guard slash forward the wing now playing for Minnesota his name is slow-mo I would argue to you that in terms of body type he is poor man's Kevin Durant but we move on um, that's I, I mean that's the uh, there's just nobody like him and and it's it, it's crazy I want to talk to you real quick about Justin Fields mm-hmm. actually before that I want to mention this mm-hmm. in life, I think specialization is more acceptable and right. um, coveted now than it was even 10 years ago. I, I think that just the way we look at everything is, you know... It, 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 artisanal. <laughs> everything is artisanal. You want somebody who does one thing very well. Devin Hester is an artisanal returner. There you go. Justin Fields, uh, believe it or not, got a fifth place MVP vote tonight at the NFL Honors. Um what? Who in Chicago <laughs> voted for him? I tweeted about it, and Bears fans were like, "Where do we send? Where do we send the six pack?" Essentially, um, and I get that. Uh, I get that as a fifth place vote. You and I have had Heisman Trophy votes before, and, and you I, throw a guy on there. You right. throw a guy on there just to make a point. My favorite detail, right, was that the fifth, pl- another fifth place vote went to the guy who did chest compressions on Demar Hamlin, which is that's cool. great. Seriously? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's... He didn't get just one? What's better than that? He got one. He should have gotten ten. I know. So Fields is in an eight-way tie for ninth, I think, in MVP voting by getting one vote. Um, 
I don't I don't know whether that means anything, but uh, it's good to see. I, I talked to by the way, uh, watch this. Watch me drop this name here. Hold on. Yes. Talked to Justin Fields today as well. Oh, yes. And um, it, it's amazing, right, to see him walk around Radio Row as a legitimate, well-known human being. Yeah. And a year ago, that probably wasn't the case. I mean, he had played, you know, 10 games and, and wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. But uh, to see him stopped, not only by f- fans and, and quite frankly, uh, media members who should know better than to ask for <laughs> selfies and stuff, <laughs> uh, but to see him stopped by other players and other uh, former players and just football dudes mm-hmm. who wanted to say hello, um, w- it was really interesting. And it was... You know, I think in Chicago we get lost in the bubble where we think everybody in the world knows who Justin Fields is and what he looks like and what he's like because we do. Mm-hmm. But then you come to a football thing like this and you realize that he is popular outside of our little bubble. Sure. Th- there was a, uh, I think Lids put out something yesterday, right, that he was, his jersey was the most popular jersey in Wisconsin. Ooh, that's weird. Take that, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. That is interesting. I mean, it, and I, I say this as an outsider and as somebody who, you know, only knows the Bears basically through your stories and that of your talented colleagues at the Sun Times. <laughs> Stop. Hi, Potsy. Yeah, um, they are talented, but yes, you don't need to kiss them. Yeah. yeah, but it's, you know, to me, this is kind of that fun off season. Right. He has shown that he can be a star. Right. He still has to take that big step, but I'm not sure that there's much... Meant that there are many better things in sports than somebody who you know is right there. Right, yeah. And he is right there. And if I am the Chicago Bears, and I say this as Ryan Finley, the distanced observer, and not Patrick Finley, the guy who covers the team. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm trading down. I'm drafting every good offensive lineman available the entire draft. Mm -hmm. And I am protecting that man because he can be special. Draft the lines, offensive line and defensive line. That that is what I've got. As it is right now, here's the list of people who got a fifth place vote. AJ Brown, pretty good player. Derrick Henry, Justin Herbert, Tyreek Hill, Geno Smith, who I think's a sneaky great choice. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, Tua, and De- and uh, Bill's assistant trainer Danny Kellington, who helped save Demar Hamlin's life. You don't have a vote, do you? I do not. Thank you for. Telling the people. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't know. If you had a vote and if you were sm- I mean, the Bills trainer is brilliant. Of course it is. I mean, there is a story. You got to find the guy who voted for the Bills trainer. I think it That's was. brilliant. Oh, oh, don't quote me on it. I think it was Susie Culper. That's good. I, I, I think that's true. Um, yeah, that's great. And, and that is, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the runaway winner. Uh, Jalen Hurts got one first place vote. That's insane. I imagine from somebody who lives in Philadelphia. And, uh, f- but did finish second. Josh Allen was third. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jalen, when Jalen Hurts got to Chicago in week 15, I believe, uh, he was kind of the presumptive MVP. Sure. And he separated his shoulder when uh, when he was hit by Travis Gibson, missed the next two games. Patrick Mahomes only got better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mahomes is, you know, if we're being honest, Mahomes is the MVP every year. And we're just picking somebody different just for variety's sake. Right. Um, and now that Aaron Rodgers is either in a dark room or retired or a jet. <laughs> I can't imagine that that he will that he will uh, threaten that. Were, at all. were these votes due before this week? Yes. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes was the runaway MVP winner even before they were playing in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. Interesting. 
Interesting. Man, I love this NFL world of yours, Patrick. This is great. Do you know where there's not the NFL? What? San Diego, California. Ah, how dare you. <laughs> it was nice to see Don Coriel, by the way. Fun fact. Well, maybe Philip. I think Philip Philip probably get in. But you could argue Don Coriel might be the last San Diego Charger to ever make the Hall of Fame. Yep, agreed. When, um, when LaDainian Tomlinson got in, he was wearing a powder blue jacket but he was introduced as a Los Angeles Charger, and um, I almost exploded. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, please. By the way, I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm saying this. Plug, plug your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for those of you in Chicago who really, really care about the comings and goings of the San Diego Padres, uh, you can listen to the Hot Lava Podcast. It is a name if you know, you know. But you guys in Chicago probably don't. Uh, it's, it's a Scott Boris quote from years ago that the Padres were overflowing with hot lava. They just prospect, so cool. hot, lava, hot, lava hot lava prospects. Hot lava prospects. They needed to harden into, what, magma? No, Rock. lava's different than magma. Yeah, yeah whatever. Anyway, uh, lava and magma are the same thing. Um, anyway, so, uh, yes, if, if you have any interest, do that. UnionTrib.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan underscore Finley. Though if you're following Patrick on Twitter, you probably don't want to follow me, too. Uh, there are, shall we say, redundancies in terms of the <laughs> topics we, we tweet about. Real quick, while you're here, because I'm doing this, uh, you Darvish got a uh, contract extension. Uh, somebody who the Cubs traded away uh, and, as it turned out, uh, was worth the money. Yes, yes. I mean, so much so much worth the money that the Padres gave him. An extra $90 million to stick around beyond the length of his deal. Yes. Although baseball contracts now don't look at the years, look at the money. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so you can find Ryan there. Uh, you can find me here. Mark Potash and Jason Leisure are far afield, but we will uh, join you all again soon. As always, Ryan, as you know, the, the Bears uh, offseason is the sexiest of all the offseasons. They have the number one pick, which they will likely trade, and they have the most cap money to spend by double. So there will be plenty of opportunities for us to get together as the offseason goes on. Anyway, he's Ryan Finley. I'm Patrick Finley. I am four minutes older than him. And uh, this has been Hollis Intrigue. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.